Welcome back to the Strange Matters Podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss anything just outside the norm, ranging from the bizarre and unexplained to the supernatural and paranormal, and everything in between. This is your host, Eric, back today for another Strange Matters short. This is another episode suggested by one of our listeners. If you have suggested an episode, I promise we're going to get to them in order, so please bear with us as we have a lot of requests. But at the same time, please keep them coming. For this episode, I am going to be discussing the Navajo legend of the Skinwalker. This is a popular cryptid that has been publicized in the media. For example, the movie Skinwalkers from 2006. Now, I don't know if anyone has listened to The Mysterious Case of Annalise McKell, but between that episode and this one, I've basically been living my life in a perpetual state of fear. When I arrive home from work and find myself alone, I usually go back out to my car and wait there for my wife to get home. And if I ever, you know, walk around the house at night, I usually wind up scurrying back to bed and diving under the covers. I wish I could say I was joking, but I'm not. Anyways, before we get into the meat of the episode, I would like to state that the Navajo are sworn to secrecy about any experience they have with a skinwalker, and are only allowed to share their encounters with their own flesh and blood, lest they experience retribution. As a result, it is very difficult to find reliable evidence regarding the skinwalkers. If any of you listeners are interested in sharing any information or personal accounts you may have, I invite you to comment on this post and tell me all about it. So let's get started. Skinwalkers are cryptozoologic creatures not much unlike the European werewolf. Legends tell of humans that have the ability to shapeshift into any animal they want. The Navajo skinwalker was known as Yi Naldushi, and it is believed to walk freely amongst the tribe undetected. Yi Naldushi translate to, with it he goes on all fours, as typically this creature is seen as a wolf or coyote, and even a crow or owl, but frequently stories tell of something in between the human and animal form. They do, however, possess the ability to turn into any animal they wish, save for an eagle. In researching this episode, I discovered that the skinwalkers are not able to turn into eagles, as this bird is actually a protector of the Navajo people. These creatures are not to be trusted, as they are of purely evil intent and have poltergeist-like tendencies. Sightings of the Yi are primarily localized to the far west of the United States, namely Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the origin of these legends. There are several prevailing theories regarding the origins of the Navajo skinwalkers. The first is that the Navajo Indians mastered the mystic art of shapeshifting in order to escape persecution by Kit Carson and an army of his frontiersmen. The other theory revolves around the Anazasi, who are a group of Indian witches. Some of the Navajo use the forbidden Anazasi gravesites to gain certain mystical powers. It is said that these creatures are Navajo witches or medicine men that have reached the highest level of priesthood, however choose to use their powers for evil in order to inflict pain and suffering on others. In order to become a skinwalker, these witches must commit an unforgivable sin, and that is to murder someone in their own family. Upon doing so, they are then banished from their tribe, but blessed with these supernatural powers. Now we'll discuss the legend itself. 
The eyes of the skinwalker are said to be distinctly human despite being in animal form. However, when in human form, the eyes are animal. Many Navajo believe that they are capable of transforming into another person as well. The skinwalkers, more commonly, are heard knocking on walls or windows, and sometimes peer through windows in order to inflict immense terror on individuals, which they use as a form of energy to grow their power. Sometimes they have been known to climb onto roofs in an attempt to find a way into the house in order to murder families. Many more recent stories I have found tell of these beings harassing cars that are passing through the Indian reservation. They possess the power to run at incredibly high speeds and easily keep up with cars that are trying to make their escape. Some believe that if you look the skinwalkers in the eyes, they can steal your body, also known as body snatching, or that you will freeze with fear and that the skinwalkers will use this fear as a form of energy to increase their power. Also, by locking eyes with their victims, skinwalkers are able to read thoughts and also perfectly mimic the voices of their victims. The belief is that the skinwalkers wear the skin of the animals they transform into, therefore it is considered taboo by the Navajo to wear any sort of animal hide except for sheepskin and buckskin, and even these are only used for some ceremonial purposes. Some stories suggest that they can kill you using a powder made from the ground-up bones of infant fingers and skulls, preferably twin infants. Other voodoo that they practice includes things such as stealing victims' hairs, wrapping it around pottery shards, and burning it in a tarantula hole. Honestly, I don't really know what this means, but it sounds pretty evil. Skinwalkers are generally considered immortal, and according to legend, the skinwalkers are very rarely caught. However, if one is able to corner a skinwalker, you are to state the name of the individual in full, and they will then become ill and later die. However, it is very rare for this to actually happen. More frequently than not, if one were to attempt to track a skinwalker, it would most likely lead you to the home of one of your own relatives. Other Navajo myths suggest that they can only be killed with a bullet dipped in white ash. In an event known as the Navajo Witch Purge of 1878, more than 40 Navajo witches were killed or purged by tribe members because the Navajo had endured a horrendous forced march at the hands of the U.S. Army in which hundreds were starved, murdered, or left to die. At the end of the march, the Navajo were forced into bleak reservations and confined to horrible living conditions. As a result of this persecution, the Navajo attributed their situation to acts of the witches and subsequently purged the ranks of them in an attempt to restore balance. One of the tribe members allegedly found a collection of witch relics wrapped in a copy of the Treaty of 1868 and buried in the belly of a dead man, and as a result, unleashed their hatred on the witches. Now we're going to discuss some sightings or stories that I've found. Now given the extreme dearth of information that is actually available regarding this well-kept secret, I am going to share some personal accounts of encounters with skinwalkers. The first is of an individual whose family had been going to visit relatives in another city, and to get there, they had to drive through a stretch of Indian Reserve territory, also known as the Res. It was in the early evening, and his mom was riding in the passenger seat asleep, as were most of the rest of his family. 
Out of the corner of his eye, he caught motion coming from the driver's side shoulder of the road, and what he saw startled him to say the least. It was about five foot eleven to six foot two, naked and hairless. It was keeping pace with him, approximately forty-five miles per hour, and seemed to exude a sense of hatred towards him. He floored the van, a ninety-seven Chevy Astrovan, all-wheel drive, and quickly went to about a hundred miles an hour. The skinwalker kept up with him until about 60, and then simply stopped running. Another story told on the Navajo Reservation in Arizona concerns a woman who delivered newspapers in the early morning hours. She claimed that during her rounds, she heard a scratching on the passenger door of her vehicle. Her baby was in the car seat next to her. The door flung open and she saw the horrifying form of a creature she described as half-man, half-beast, with glowing red eyes and a gnarly arm that was reaching for her child. She fought it off and managed to pull the door closed, then pounded the gas pedal and sped off. To her horror, she says, the creature ran along with the car and continued to try to open the door. It stayed with her until she screeched up to an all-night convenience store. She ran inside, screaming and hysterical, but when the store employees dashed outside, the being had vanished. And a final story I found tells of an individual who is at a 49er, which is a party with powwow drummers, one night when he decided to walk home. As he passed an old home, he heard something inside crying and mewling. Thinking someone was hurt, he went inside, not realizing it was a death hogan. When he came into the room where he heard the noise, he saw one of the most horrifying sights he'd ever seen. In the bathtub was a creature in the process of changing. It was hairy from the waist down and seemed like it was melting. He saw the creature change from a human shape to a creature to this day he refuses to describe. Later on, his home was constantly plagued by visitations from these creatures trying to get to him, but luckily he had the place blessed earlier on. There were times he would see dark silhouettes standing outside his window with glowing red eyes. They couldn't get in, but the fear radiating from them weakened him so much he had to crawl out of his room to get away. He wasn't able to walk. Days later, he was found hiding in a hotel room shaking like an old man. Someone had to perform a ceremony to help him overcome the fear and illness caused by the Yinaldushi. These are just a few of the stories that I've heard, some of them far more disturbing than these. Pretty much all of the encounters I have read share the similarity that these creatures possess supernatural speed and are frequently seen keeping pace with cars traveling at high rates of speed. Also, stories of unbearably loud devilish laughter, chanting, or screaming are not uncommon. So normally with our cryptid episodes, we try to offer some sort of logical explanation for what this might be. Given that this cryptid has been encountered by very few people outside of the Navajo nationality, and that the Navajo are almost universally convinced of their existence, there is little sense in trying to offer a logical explanation. Not only that, but there is little reasonable explanation for some of these sightings outside of people hallucinating, because there isn't a lot out there that is capable of keeping up with a car traveling at 60 miles an hour. Nonetheless, these legends do raise a few questions. For example, why would the skinwalkers oppress any Navajo who talk about them to the outsiders? If the skinwalkers get their kicks from terrifying people, or are able to harness power from the fear of these individuals whom they terrify? 
Most of the stories I read describe the Skinwalkers as poltergeist-like individuals who get their kicks from striking fear and terror into innocent individuals. Not only that, but a lot of the stories out there seem to conflict with each other regarding the nature and behavior of these creatures. For example, some stories describe them as human-sized individuals when in their human form, and others describe them as dark, massive beasts with glowing red eyes. All that being said, it seems that a lot of the information is restricted to those of the Dine or Navajo nation. However, it seems that the Skinwalkers are no longer only attacking the Navajo, but now anyone who is passing through the reservation, and even some nearby inhabitants. Whatever the truth is, it is clear that the Navajo are almost universally convinced of the existence of these strange beings, but are nevertheless reluctant to share details with the outsiders for fear of retribution. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you would like to reach us to send feedback, suggestions, or further discussion of this episode's topic, please reach us at strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to follow us on social media, we have a Facebook page and Twitter. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please rate us and leave us a review. It helps promote the podcast and helps us to reach more listeners. Additionally, Strange Matters Podcast has recently made the new and noteworthy list on iTunes, so thanks to everybody for your support. Take it easy, everyone, and as always, stay curious.